Alright, so, um, my name is Thea Johnson, um, and I'm with Seth Harrington. Hello, Seth Harrington. <laughs> um, and we have decided to start a podcast we're going to call What's Your Damage? Um, <laughs> um, our goal for uh, this podcast is we just wanted to sit down and have some conversations about um, the dark stuff in life, all those things that um, sometimes we avoid. Mm-hmm. Or, um, just, you know, don't delve into on the daily. Mm-hmm. Topics <laughs> that are difficult to talk about. Yeah. And people are afraid to kind of bring to light and share with others. Yes. Um, so we'll be talking about our dark stuff, um, and how we find balance, how we cope, how we move on in life (laughs) go forward um and we also want to have this platform just be about conversations um playing off of each other um to harbor solidarity um to build a community around people who are willing to delve into the dark stuff and be vulnerable in that place. Um, Yeah, it's really more processing, not like giving advice. Yeah, we want to be there for solidarity, not here's our dark stuff and here's how to fix it Right. in five steps or less. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because... uh, (laughs) That's not realistic. It's not realistic, but we are people... That are like, there's always something to add to the conversation. Right. There's always something more to go into. Mm-hmm. It, it, <laughs> nothing's ever going to be tied up in a neat little bow. Right. Life is messy and you just kind of have to work with it. <laughs> yeah. We're messy people. <laughs> so. um, Yeah. So what's your damage? It's supposed to be a little. Cute. Yeah. It's cute. <clears throat> Um, so some of the dark stuff, just as an intro to who we are, um, we'll give a little bit of our history, our background. Also, Seth and I have been best friends since, like, junior high-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're in our <laughs> early, mid-twenties, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's been a decade that we've been best <clears throat> friends, and we've known each other for years before that. Yes. So, we have a lot of history. Yes, we have a lot of history, and it's, you know, it's not always been pretty. <laughs> that's that's true, unfortunately. Bumps, bumps along the way. <clears throat> um, so, anyway, uh, for me, I have struggled with anxiety and chronic depression for a while, probably since, um, my second year of college, maybe first. Um, that's really when it manifested. I mean, um, with mental illness, it's hard to delineate certain things, but, like, people with depressive personalities you know, they have some 
poor things along the way, mm. um, mm-hmm. like in childhood. Right. That you sometimes, until you process and unpack some things, it <laughs> uh, doesn't come up. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> so, um, and I am straight, sort of. I mean... Sexuality is one of those things where I don't really try to draw any lines or anything like that. I am currently dating a man and would plan to marry a man, but, you know, it's all fuzzy. It is what it is. Yeah. You. (laughs) But emotions and who you're attracted to is different than, like, an actual connection you make with the person or the lifestyle. Right, or just the basic differences between sexual attraction versus romantic attraction. Right. That's a big one. Yes, that's a very key distinction some people Yeah, so uh, for you, you're not straight. That's true. Um, (laughs) I am not straight. That's a very interesting (laughs) definition. Uh, Something in the queer family, um, it's it's been an interesting path. Um, lately I've just camped in the gay, uh, category. (laughs) Gay camp. (laughs) Gay camp, yeah. Just because that's the easiest explanation, and I personally don't think finding the right term for me and how to explain it to myself is necessary, just because I think everything in life is flowy, including who you are or aren't attracted to, and... I think that's just kind of the story of life. Everything changes. Yeah. It's all flowy. Yeah, but to boil it down and how we present to the public, Seth is a gay man and oh. I'm a straight woman. <laughs> yes, that, those are important. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, well, I talked about um, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So. so my um, counterpart in that uh, <laughs> topic for mental illness... Um, I first noticed depression in my life when I was 11, and now I'm 14. I mean, no! <laughs> and, <What>? now, <laughs> and now I'm 24. <laughs> I don't know why yes, I said 14. issues with regression. <laughs> <laughs> and I first um, became suicidal when I was 12, and that... Both of those have played off and on in my life, but for the last almost five years now... I noticed um, feeling like I was bipolar, and almost almost five years ago now, I've um, had the diagnosis bipolar, um, which does a lot in life. <laughs> and um, most recently, last year, I was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum, which is a whole other layer to life. And <laughs> living it with other people. Yeah. And we were both raised in the church, sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. you were... Your parents were divorced. My parents were divorced and both claimed to be Christian. And I went to different churches with them while they were trying to find church homes. And I had a different church home with my grandparents, So, growing up, I consistently went to three different churches, but also 
church shopped with my parents at like five other churches so it was so there's no, no like clear this is what church is and what religion is and what christianity is like yeah for me the only consistent <clears throat> foundation was through my grandparents but all of the other what religion is how christianity is defined whatever all of those things that just in all of the other ways I could pick that up, it's changed a lot. The only consistent belief that I uh, had was through my grandparents. Yeah. And I was raised in the church. I <clears throat> went to the same church with my family, my mom and dad and my three siblings, um, all of my life up until I was 15, 14 or 15. Um, and then my parents got divorced, so, um, and my mom had to go back to school and start working, so, um, church, you know, church on Sunday morning wasn't a priority anymore, but I went, that's where all my friends were and stuff, I went until I was, like, 18 or 19, um, but I was raised very um fundamentalist mm -hmm. to where like everything in life was centered around god religion christianity the bible um <laughs> like in every way possible that you can think of it was ever present in my life and it was um after my parents got divorced, it was a tool that my mom used to mm. cope to the extent of some, you know, abusive tendencies mm -hmm. with religion. She, I mean, she had, she had patterns of abuse present, you know, without the tool of religion. Mm, it was just okay. how it you know, manifested at that point. Right. Um, as a means of control and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. But Emotional there's, manipulation. Yeah, there's a lot to go in with, <laughs> into with my mother. <laughs> and childhood. Conversations about those things will take longer and we will, uh, yeah, that'll be those things later. <laughs> yep. There's, there's too much there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, transitioning into adulthood, I no longer live with my mother. I haven't lived with my mom since moving away to college, which was... 2014. So, what, four years ago? Yeah. That's weird. Okay, That's so four, very weird. <laughs> so four years ago, and then when I moved back from college, I lived with my grandparents, mm -hmm. and then four months ago, I moved out on my own to an apartment with my best friend. So, the one that's not sitting here. <laughs> A different best friend. A different one. Um, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> my one other friend. <laughs> um, uh, so, there's a whole lot that goes into that um flying the coop mm -hmm. uh <clears throat> after living in an abusive 
household yeah. under the influence of someone with abusive patterns. <laughs> and you being an adult, but being seen as a kid, but having the responsibility of still having to help care for them because they aren't in a place to be able to do that oh, for yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about mental illness or parents, there's so much more to go into with your parents' mental illnesses mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. you deal with those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, I'm sure we'll talk about going into uh, transitioning into adulthood and the uh, necessary boundaries that have to take place and be implemented if you are going to continue relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I still continue to seek and try to harbor relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, my grandparents. Um, and and still say like my mother has abusive patterns and tendencies right so it's <laughs> there's a middle ground between uh being victim to that abuse and cutting people out of your life completely i know right. it's a huge thing now to be like cut everyone out <laughs> snip snip here there mm -hmm. but there's but there's an important distinction of needing to do that because there's nothing you can salvage and the person yeah doesn't necessarily need to be in your life yeah um but the distinction is it's your family for better or for worse i'll say yeah and you can do some repairing of a relationship while also and even if you're not repairing a relationship mm. you can like keep connection mm -hmm. If you have boundaries in place. Right. It makes it safer for you. Yes. And for the other person, too, in some ways. Yes. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Which feeds into relationships in general, not mm -hmm. just familial right. ones, but romantic mm -hmm. friendships. Yeah. Not romantic friendships. Romantic <laughs> relationships and friendships. <clears throat> There's a comma in between those. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, even co-worker and... Um, I mean, any kind of relationship at work. Um, yeah. If you want to be friends with your co-workers, that's really cool. But you have to have the boundaries of while you're at work, your co-workers and any, any other attachments that are made outside of work might mess up you doing your jobs honestly yeah. and you have to have that boundary to know that when we're in this context this is how we need to interact and i mean boundaries really you need to have them with every kind of relationship yeah <clears throat> yes um so i'm sure i'm sure we'll talk about all kinds of relationships. We sure will. At some point. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What else? We'll maybe talk about... Um, <laughs> poverty is very prevalent in our lives. Um, <laughs> yes, the way that is. we grew up. Mm -hmm. uh, being 
um, 20-somethings in mm-hmm. 2018. Right. <laughs> um, Which I don't think really needs any more explanation. Yeah, you can just let that <laughs> stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How, really, the everything psychological that goes into that, too. Oh, my gosh, Especially yeah. with mental illness. Mm-hmm. You're not even battling, you're not just battling your own brain and stuff right there are real life circumstances there are mm-hmm. yeah you're battling your own brain so that you can get up and go to work and try <laughs> to make ends meet right i have this anxiety i can't go to work because it's overwhelming or i'm too depressed i can't get out of bed guess what you have to because if you don't that anxiety that's caused by not being able to live will happen because you have to go to work to make money. Yeah. It's a terrible circle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to, I mean, we'll go into the dark stuff, but we, we also want to talk about how we find balance. Right. And all of that. Right. Um, so, with that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, attitudes of scarcity mm-hmm. and having fear right. creep in with I think anxiety um there's a difference between anxiety and fear yes absolutely. I use fear more negatively than anxiety actually hmm, interesting because I do the opposite really because yeah. anxiety for me is very um symptomatic it it manifests for me physically wait i i get that so like i can say i'm experiencing anxiety my heart rate's up Mm -hmm. i'm um (laughs) sweating (laughs) um have a churning stomach Mm -hmm. um and even if i like process through rationally the fear part Mm -hmm. to get to a good spot I, I'm still probably going to have the physical symptoms, and that's, like, so not giving into the fear part of, you know, thinking it through okay. rationally, mm-hmm. of being like, okay, you feel like there's scarcity here, like you're not going to make it, mm-hmm. but you need to come to an attitude of, you know... Okay. In order to live and survive, we're just going to take it one day at a time. We're going to... Right. Um, yeah. So and... so for me, the terminology of anxiety is kind of just like what's happening in my body <laughs> and no matter what, like it's going to happen. Okay. And the fear is like what I can think through and come to a place that's um, a little more calm and settled and not panic. That's funny for me. It's different. Um, for me, the anxiety versus the fear. Um, the anxiety is the thing that's happening in my head that's making me feel the physical symptoms. And, like, I can be calm and kind of act outside of that, but at the same time, I can't make my brain not respond that way. Mm-hmm. Like, my brain is going to do that in a given situation because my brain is going to do that. Yeah. So I can control my actions. And with fear... I lived my life in fear of everything so much that now that I'm at the age of 24, (laughs) um, 14, now that I'm at the age of 24, I am so tired of letting fear rule my life. And 
so the distinction with that is I can't make my brain change how my how it sends signals to my body to make me feel, but I can change my actions based on my emotions and say, well, I'm not going to let it control me anymore. I'm not going to let it um, make decisions for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So, bye. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it is anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty much saying the same thing except for I to get to that place for me of mm -hmm. actions. Mm -hmm. It's not just, well, we're going to do this. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> um, getting to a place mentally where I can make the decision, okay, I'm going to do this because Okay. Because I'm not going to let fear right. control my actions. Okay. Which kind of shows a key difference in our personality. Um Thea does <laughs> just a little bit more um processing and I say, hmm, okay, well guess what? <laughs> yeah, I I And neither one is bad. It's just I kind of just do something and Thea pauses and thinks and then she does something. <laughs> yeah. I think and then do. I yeah. don't really have the pause. Which there are step pros and cons there. to both. I mean right. you have less inhibition when it comes to just we're gonna do something. Right. And you know, for with anxiety for me, one of the biggest causes of anxiety is sometimes the anticipation of. Mm -hmm. So Right. If I'm stopping and pausing and being like, uh, the, the anticipation of can cause even more anxiety. Right. Where you're like, nope, we've made a decision. We're going to go and we're going to do it. Yeah. And then for you, a pro would be, <laughs> compared to my con, a pro for you would be, okay, I'm stopping. I'm pausing. I'm seeing if doing this has I'm merit. I'm going to do more harm than good. Right, exactly. And I just stop, wow, I'm feeling fear. Guess what? I should go against my fear and do this thing because in the past, the fear has held me back and stopped me from living my life. And you kind of look more at it, okay, this is telling me something. Let's look into this a little bit more because I might do damage or I might not be able to do whatever the thing is <laughs> and I need to be a little bit realistic and that's a huge pro <laughs> because I've started a lot of things that you know I have to try to see through because I try to be committed but at the same time <laughs> it's, it's a, a bit of a con so that's a bit of a whirlwind <clears throat> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um, something that would be fun to get into um in the future is like um personality types mm -hmm. uh i enneagram mm -hmm. i'm a nine you're a seven right we can we can talk about that what that means more later right um i'm an infp you're i a am whatever my bipolar something. changes me to <laughs> yeah uh, so with bipolar you go through <clears throat> phases of mania and depression yeah it's a pendulum swing mm -hmm. and so uh it's not that you have two different personalities. It's not like multiple personality no, disorder. No, no, no. It's just Nothing the way like I. That. It's just the way that I interact with things changes depending on, am I manic? Okay, well, am I the type of manic that's intensely anxious and irritated, or am I the type that's euphoric? Am I bouncing around? Am I starting a lot of projects? It doesn't change my personality, <laughs> but it changes how I interact with my environment. Same thing with depression. Am I just... It's just like you have you have different 
facets of right. your personality. Right. And depending on if you're in some of them are highlighted depression depending on or the, mania. Mm-hmm. It's like the scale moves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is a whole separate thing that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of other things for us to get into. Yep. What time are we at? Um. 24 minutes like I feel my like age <laughs> I feel like we've been talking for like two hours yeah I don't know maybe it's I don't know I mean we're talking about ourselves and that always feels like it takes that's a long true. time that's true um, and we're trying to build a good base for why this is relevant for us why we are actually talking about it and why we're trying to share it um, and why we think it's valuable for people to be able to hear other perspectives on the deeper darker stuff of life that other people tend to shy away from yeah and if not if it's not a differing perspective just having a like there's another person that they they get this Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and who knows where it will go right we don't no we're not drawing any lines building any boxes right at the beginning thea said we wanted to have this be conversational and we meant it like we have some ideas that we want to do but we're not trying to make a hardcore step one parts a b and c hyphen this 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 <laughs> we're just gonna this isn't a 12 step program for <laughs> how you're right gonna... <clears throat> which is a great program but <laughs> <laughs> yeah just keeping it um, more natural to life because like we said earlier life's kind of messy so just yeah and we're we're mostly people this mm-hmm. I mean this pretty much came about on a we took a spur of the moment trip to the beach mm-hmm. which is just like a three hour drive yeah um and we left at like I don't know it was like three three PM. o'clock got back at midnight is when I got yeah home. so we were only at the beach for like two hours or whatever yeah but it was worth it yeah um but we just you know we talked the whole time in the car and Mm -hmm. were about big life stuff Mm -hmm. and relational issues and working through that and emotional trauma from experience (laughs) yeah but it was just it was fun to go back and forth over um the dark stuff but then also the the positives, the upsides, the, right. like, <laughs> the going, life absolutely fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that we're gonna curse on this because it's gonna happen. Um, Actually, I'm surprised that's the first time it yeah, took I us know. this long. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of a potty mouth. And I have my moods of every other word or rare so i guess yeah. we'll yeah <laughs> we'll see but which I mean, mood <laughs> we're all about like being messy and stuff so right and being authentic so it could slip out often and vulnerability <laughs> honestly i'm of the opinion that if you are uncomfortable with swearing like i get it there's some generational things where maybe yeah just or cultural things mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if you won't listen to something because of swearing like mm. i feel like you won't be comfortable or vulnerable enough to get into right. some of the 
topics. Right, um. exactly. <laughs> it's like an unofficial gauge <laughs> of yeah. ability to be vulnerable about the topics that we are going to be discussing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or just some comfort of our people. <laughs> True. Where our people are <clears throat> at. Yes. And so um, it was just a good trip. We just had a... Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So it was just a small trip uh, preceded by some interesting developments in life. Yeah. And kind of wanted to just have a mini adventure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it was... it was. We were just amused at our conversations and mm-hmm. thought that they would be um, pertinent or helpful to some people uh just because it was like i i feel like there's not a whole lot out there that's like the nihilist (laughs) oh yeah what were we saying everything is like optimistic nihilism or something yeah Yeah. everything is meaningless and awful and it all means nothing and here's why that's so great (laughs) (laughs) right exactly or why that doesn't have to be a bad thing or why there's meaning in (laughs) right exactly Why there's meaning in meaninglessness yes um yeah and so it may not be unique to us but it's something i haven't experienced from anybody else and or or just like even if people hold that uh, duality in them somehow, right. N- not to like we want to categorize things. Like mm. if you are a nihilist and you say you're a nihilist, it's mm-hmm. like, well, well, that's all you're allowed to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like that's not how. Yeah, like you're or saying, like with how we were raised in Christianity and all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been such a process for both of us yeah. that has been different and the same at times but still coming to somewhat different conclusions in life and stuff like that so with where I'm at right now like I would call myself a Christian but not in the way that probably the majority of America calls themselves Christian Mm -hmm. um because I'm I don't I hold everything with an open hand Mm -hmm. Jesus is my dude but if you get all like Jesus is the only dude. I'm gonna be like, eh, okay. <laughs> um, and I call myself a person, and I also, <laughs> and I also hold everything. Christianity negates personhood, apparently. <laughs> I was saying I have a lack of a term that can be applied to my current religious status. <laughs> and I also um, hold things with an open hand, um, but. I don't really, I don't, um, I don't know where I'm at, um, just because a lot of the other issues that, or that, um, we mentioned earlier, like how I'm on the queer side of life, um, I, growing up Christian, um, coming out to people and receiving some of their... I'll say feedback to that news. Um, I stepped away from the church and I'm in a limbo, but I'm, yeah, I'm comfortable here right now. I just don't have a term for it other than limbo. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like I... I... I sometimes feel really... Uh... Two-faced and kind of like a fraud. Because... Mm. Speaking to pretty much anyone, if you are a Satanist or a Christian, Mm. like a fundam... Maybe not a fundamentalist Christian, but a Christian... Um... (laughs) Or a Buddhist or whatever. I feel like if we're talking, we can find some common ground in our beliefs. (laughs) I love that you excluded fundamentalist (laughs) Christian from that. (laughs) And started with Satanist. Um, (laughs) um, I'm just trying to illustrate something. (laughs) Yes, and you did that well. (laughs) Um, Probably not fundamentalist, just because that's where... (laughs) what's your damage that's where mine is (laughs) right Um, exactly (laughs) um and so you were basically saying no matter what your likely demographic is you can come up with something in common yeah there's something that we can talk about and Mm. come to some same conclusions Mm -hmm. on right um yeah which scares some people because you have to have your own camp. Mm-hmm. And... Right. The us versus them thing is very strong. Yeah. And if you start to say, well, we could just be us. And, like, we. Yeah. It makes... Because um, the certainty in life... <sighs> there is none, to be honest. But there people try none, to but make some to feel comfort. Which Psychologically, that is necessary. Right. Yeah. Necessary psychologically but like when you're trying to relate to other humans sociologically in groups relating to people for health in terms of building a community it's better when you don't have like you said camps when you try to view people as we rather than us versus them so the blurring the lines thing that you've got going over there can scare some people. <laughs> yeah. You're not picking a camp. Please land in a camp and stay there. <laughs> yeah. So that we know what you are. Yeah. Because then they have rules for how they can interact with you and what they can think. Yep. I mean, which is hard, too, to to not make your own little camp then and be like... right. I'm in the camp that's outside of all other camps and mm-hmm. don't want to be defined by what other people are either. Right. But then that it's a catch-22. If mm-hmm. you're defining yourself by <clears throat> you're not that, then you've right. already defined yourself. Right. So. Yep. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a lot of the podcast, we will say things like duality and (laughs) dichotomy and holding it open in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Because that's life. I mean, yeah. Something to get into, um, maybe not with us, but just a resource. I love Richard Rohr. Mm -hmm. Um, and he talks about, he's he's a Franciscan priest, so, I mean... If you're not religious, you might not want to go there. Mm-hmm. But he talks about dualistic thinking um, and the two halves of life. And in the first half of life, dualistic thinking is necessary for building 
structure. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, and right and wrong mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then in the second half of life, <laughs> which I mean, like, we're not middle-aged, but, <laughs> um, but realizing <clears throat> that all of those structures are man-made and that mm-hmm. everything belongs mm-hmm. and there can be good and bad light and dark that coexist yeah at the same time and they don't cancel each other out right they don't which is an important concept to understand or at least try to understand and yeah. live with yeah yeah because we want to sort people into good especially in our culture god mm-hmm. um good and bad and nice person versus abuser versus right yeah um and one of my favorite quotes is by Rumi um I if I get the wording wrong sorry but (laughs) it's like um somewhere beyond wrongdoing and right doing there's a field I will meet you there Mm. like Mm -hmm. can if we can just step out of labeling everything Mm -hmm. with good bad right wrong which is specifically goes directly against the fundamentalist religion that we grew up in it was yeah absolutely it was do good get good Mm -hmm. do bad get bad it's right it's yeah but you lose out on so much in life if you follow those kind of black and white things. Yeah, or just getting into uh, concepts of justice and mercy and all of those mm-hmm. things. It's like, if you believe in a God that is loving and stuff, why would you want the worldly mm-hmm. uh, laws of do good, get good, <laughs> do bad, get bad? Like, right. The world's justice has no mercy in it, has yeah. no nuance. Yeah. It kind of goes against the core belief that you are espousing that you hold dear. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole lot of stuff to get into. That's true. <laughs> I feel like it'll be nice to, I don't know, maybe just for each episode is that what we call them yes we're gonna have episodes okay so for each episode being like we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty deep stuff of just like you know insert topic religion yeah or mental illness and dealing with it or i mean everything it all kinds of bobs and weaves and yeah blends together yeah but not just being like yeah, we'll touch on this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we'll see where this goes because, I mean, potentially as we go forward, we might say, yeah, we're going to do this one episode on this topic and then realize that, oh, well, actually it can branch off to one or two others, so then we'll do more episodes that are related but not... But we did not see before could have their own episode, I guess. Um, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, just to okay. spend more time on yeah. one thing and be yeah. like, here's how this affects every facet of life. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, what's your damage? So, if we pick <laughs> one topic, we might need to have, like, 12 episodes to talk about our damage. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But, <clears throat> another time, we have, yep. we'll have more episodes. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. I am, too. It's a fun little project mm-hmm. and if nobody listens who cares yeah because we're still processing <laughs> yep. through our messy lives <laughs> yep yep and you can join us and listen in yeah. to our mess but yeah you're welcome to join us yep um so that's the first episode of what's your damage <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> so awkward <laughs>